Welcome back, Free Rocky Nation. Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 16, Jury Finds Larry Harris Guilty of Armed Robbery. You can still read the newspaper articles from my dad's trial. I have posted them on our Instagram account. I'm going to read one to you today. I want you to understand the nature of the crimes and trial that lent my father to this 65-year sentence. You can form your own opinions from there. A journalist named Bob Wigginton from the local newspaper, the Quincy Herald Whig, attended my father's trials. He wrote his first article on January 25, 1994. His second article on January 26, 1994. His third article, January 27, 1994. His fourth and final article is from March 3, 1994. This article is from January 27, 1994, titled, Jury Finds Larry Harris Guilty of Armed Robbery. Harris could get up to 120 years in prison for robbing Kelly's Tavern and the Silver Dollar Tavern, while his accomplice faces no more than 15 years. The man who robbed two local taverns at gunpoint in late 1992 faces up to 120 years in prison after an Adams County jury found him guilty on Wednesday. The jury of nine women and three men deliberated about four and a half hours before returning the verdict against Larry G. Harris, 35, of 821 South 11th. Harris's accomplice in the armed robberies of Kelly's Tavern and the Silver Dollar Tavern, Kent P. Humphrey, 31 years old, of 1439 Cherry, testified against Harris in exchange for a sentence of no more than 15 years in prison. Harris faces up to 60 years on each of two counts of armed robbery, a Class X felony, because of a previous conviction for armed violence. Harris will be sentenced on March 2nd. Humphrey, who insisted his role involved only taking money, awaits a March 1st sentencing in the Adams County Jail. Harris and Humphrey, who has a history of violence, met at Can-M Industries, now Titan Wheel, several years ago. Humphrey said the two of them worked in the same departments. Neither Harris nor Humphrey were employed at Titan Wheel when they robbed the taverns. Adams County State's Attorney Scott Walden and Defense Attorney Jonathan Barnard gave closing arguments Wednesday morning. Walden said his key witness probably tried to, quote, minimize, end quote, his role in the robberies, but that didn't affect Harris's involvement or guilt. Humphrey testified that Harris was the only one with a gun in the robberies, but the Silver Dollar bartender said both men had guns. Humphrey also testified he did not see Harris club a cleaning man over the head when the two ambushed the cleaning man outside Kelly's Tavern. The man testified that both robbers attacked him. Other than conflicting testimony, the case had its share of unusual twists. Walden and Assistant State's Attorney Terry Anastas were thrown a curve on Wednesday, on Tuesday rather, when Harris's 16-year-old son testified. They expected him to say he did not remember giving police a statement last September that prosecutors say implicated his father. Instead, the son responded no when he was asked about parts of the statement, prompting Walden to ask for and receive permission to treat the youth as a hostile witness, even though he called him to the stand. 
When the son resumed testimony, he limited his responses to, quote, I don't remember, end quote, but admitted signing the statement. In another unusual twist, Circuit Judge Dennis Cashman ordered the state to reveal Harris's unemployment benefits during the time of the robberies. Barnard wanted to show that Harris did have an income, about $1,116 a month, at the time of the robberies. State law forbids using unemployment records in court cases, but Cashman said the statute was inflexible and blamed lawmakers for, quote, interfering with the interest of justice by passing a law without exceptions, end quote. Cashman said that the statute may be appropriate for civil court where hiding assets sometimes occurs, but, quote, here we're dealing with a defendant who's charged with two Class X felonies. If anyone is to be criticized, it'll be me, end quote. Cashman told a department supervisor before forcing him to disclose Harris's unemployment records.